and welcome back to 216 Baseball, Cleveland Baseball Podcast. His name's Alex, my name's Paul, and if you guys are wondering where we've been, where we dead, in a ditch somewhere, nope, we're right here, baby. Let's get into it. Hey Alex, what's going on, man? How you doing today? I'm doing good. That that was good. Uh, we kind of talked about what the intro would kind of be, although usually you just surprise me. But you put a nice little spin on it, so I appreciate that. It's good to be back. It it feels weird. I told you, and I was telling Taylor we were out before this at a children's museum with Everett and letting them kind of play. It was fun, and I kind of looked at her, and she was like, "Oh, what time are you recording today?" I was like, "I'm not sure." And then I looked at her. I was like, I don't really know how to do this anymore. <laughs> I'm like so disconnected. I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah. I was like, but once we get going, it'll be like riding a bike. I know it. It's just like two and a half months. We missed you guys. Uh, we never forgot about anybody. But it's just, I mean, like, that, that's the last episode was the end of October. So we just missed November and December. Yeah, I know. It's been two and a half months, though. I promise. I've looked. It's two it and was, a half Our months. last episode was October 28th. I don't think it was that long ago, dude. I'm serious. October 28th. I, I looked it up right before we recorded. Was it really that? October 25th. Not to split hairs. But it's the 8th, and there's 31 days in October. So that's that's three and a half months, or two and a half months, dog. Damn. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. But we missed you guys. Um, I don't know really what else to say. Life was crazy. And we'll kind of get into it a little bit and we'll really get into it. Uh, shout out to all the uh, patrons on our Patreon. Link is going to be in the episode uh, description uh, of wherever you get your podcasts and are listening to this. We're going to be dropping two episodes this month to make up for it because uh, we missed what November and then and December we, and December. Uh, but we paused the billing to make up for it, and then we're we're gonna we were gonna do December, and then we uh, missed that technically. So we're gonna do two in January. So if you're not already subscribed, it's what's the cheapest one? Three bucks. Three I bucks. Think. Three bucks uh, to be able to listen to the bonus episodes. It might be five. Ooh, might have changed it. But either way, we'll do at least one a month. There, we're gonna do two this month. So if for some crazy reason you like us enough to just listen to us talk even more god bless you we appreciate you and we appreciate all the patrons we have and also make sure you go check it out because yeah we got some fun I, stuff i almost i think i enjoy recording the patreon episodes more yeah i think it's just more lax you know it's just yeah. us just kind of it's ripping it you know it's just off the cuff a little bit more yeah this is my baby obviously it's you know we do it together, but I usually my job is to kind of do most of the research unless you feel very passionately about something. So, yeah, usually it's you trying to calm me down or say how great Austin Hedges is <laughs> the Patreon. We just kind of I don't know. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, which is what I'm good at. So just bullshit. We hope, we hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving, uh, a great holiday Christmas. Yeah. Kwanzaa. Hanukkah, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, Happy New Year uh, to everybody. Uh, hope everybody's thriving. 
keeping to their new year's resolutions. I never make them because I can't quite, I can't get better. But, uh, so that's a little frustrating. I'm just kidding. Uh, but I hope everybody's sticking to them. I'm doing a dry January and I'm Me doing too. No, and no, no sugar January. I had one Uh-oh, shot. So, that. so Taylor's birthday is on the fifth. So happy belated birthday to my lovely wife. And she looks around. She's like, I, I convinced like half her family at, uh, Christmas, which the weather was negative 37 here and four inches of snow. So we didn't go home around Christmas Eve when we were originally going to. Now that we're here in Chicago, we went the following week. So basically we ran it back on New Year's Eve like weekend, which was awesome. That's that's we'll get into that probably more during our fireside chat, which will be on uh, our Patreon. That's going to be the first episode. And she looked around. She's like, it's bullshit. She's like, Everyone does no sugar and stuff, but nobody takes into account that some of us have January birthdays. So, yeah, you you got everybody, you know, all our family members, and they're texting me, like, tell Alex I haven't had any sugar. She's like, it's my birthday. So she got she had, a, like, one piece of cake, and she wanted to do just one shot. We never do shots, but I don't know. We're getting almost – we're 29. She's 29. I'm going to be 29 here in a couple of months. So I think it was just like, I don't know. Let's just try and be wild. We're so boring. And so we did, and I was like, well, I'll tag one more day. February 1st, no alcohol still. That's I'm not the hard dry January as well. Yeah. Which dry is, January, that's not hard for me. Like, I, I did extra January drinking. Is wild for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you going don't that work. much. But I'm like, not an like, alcoholic, but I'm very much a come home from work and I'll have a beer or, like, a, a little glass of whiskey to, like, help me relax a little. Like, help me, like, de-stress yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I don't drink in excess very often, but dry Januarys that's where it's going to get me. Yeah. What's funny is, uh, and one of my favorite comedians has a podcast, and he was talking about this. Because uh, <laughs> in my mind, I was doing it too. It's like, oh, I knew all along I was going to do dry Jan- That I didn't care so much about. Dry January, whatever. I, I'll drink a little more around the holidays, and I was super stressed. And like so taking it easy when I finally had some cool, cool off time uh, at work much deserved in between Christmas and New Year's. So, you know, I'd have an extra beer or whatever. I, had, I bought a good bottle of tequila to celebrate and stuff. And But the sugar thing, I have a sugar problem. I always have. Like, it is really hard for me. And so I knew all along I was going to do that. So I'm like, normally I'd have one cookie or two cookies, right, at a Christmas party. Well, I'm giving up for January, so I need five, obviously. I gotta make it <laughs> I gotta make it count. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, it doesn't matter because I'm gonna go thirty one days without sugar. So I might as well have five or six like yeah. like above what I would to begin with. So it kind of negates it. And this comedian that I like said that on uh, their podcast, we're like, Yeah, you gotta get it in. And it was so I was laughing so hard. I uh, uh I've been real big into baking lately. I love that. I took I, it up during the pandemic and then I have I uh lately. I made some peanut butter cookies from scratch a couple weeks ago. And then Ooh. for Christmas, uh, a couple of my friends had me over. Uh, my, my friend and his girlfriend, they had some other friends over. And we kind of just chilled and played some played some games and whatnot. And uh, my buddy's girlfriend's also Greek. So I made some like traditional Greek cookies, some mm-hmm. Kaluuya. Oh, mm-hmm. they were so I think it's good. pronounced Kalua. <laughs> Alex... <laughs> You're wider than Wonder Bread. All right. I know. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it always makes me think of that meme where it's like the dentist cleaning somebody's teeth. It's like, wow, your teeth are white. How white? I drive a fucking mini band to Sunder <laughs> Also, my other favorite meme, all my favorite memes I feel like have to do with the dentist where it's like, 
The Duchess asks, when's the last time you brushed your teeth? And the guy's like, bro, you were there. (laughs) (laughs) No, dental hygiene's important, so it's probably not worth laughing about. But see, we picked it right up. We got it. We got it. Taylor reminded me, she's like, it's mostly just you and Paul just bullshitting. So, like, don't take it too seriously. We'll we'll figure it out. I mean, I want to never take anything too serious. So I want to make sure Everett's going to, you know, eat this month with sponsorship money. So, you know, no pressure. (laughs) Oh, it's good to be back. But hopefully everybody had great holidays, uh, safe holidays, great holidays, New Year's resolutions, New Year, New You, New Me. Um, 2023. I mean, chills. Thinking, I watched the ball drop right as Ohio State lost pain. But I also, the bar, and as soon as Ohio State missed that field goal, I yelled, fuck, like real loud, like loud yeah. as fuck in this bar. <laughs> and uh, everyone just kind of looked at me while they were like jumping up and down. I was like, Man, now, now I feel bad. Yeah. Talk <laughs> That's ruined a bunch of bad. people's moments. <laughs> but, uh, I yeah, when the ball dropped, it's just chills thinking about how we're going to be World Series champions this year. So, yeah. That's all that really Ten matters. Ten months from now. Yeah. I just I already got it booked. I already took the whole month of October off for this deep run we're about to go on. Yeah. Remember when we played in game five of the ALDS? I just think yeah. about that sometimes. Oscar Gonzalez had two walk off, uh, two walk offs in the same, you know, in in one October, two total, right? The home yeah. run, and then the yeah. did we walk off two games against the Yankees? No, no. what the Just one, one was right? against the Rays. No, to I know go that to the ALDS. I know that, and then the big hit up the middle at home with that OG had, obviously. But I'm trying to think about the other win because we were up two one, huh? It doesn't matter anyway. But yeah, that was crazy. I was thinking. About I'm that. sure people will remind us on Twitter. True. And Let us how, know. How, are you, how do you call yourselves Guardians fans? You don't even remember. Remember, Bro, remember. I, I was so busy with work. The biggest reason why we didn't do anything is one, there's I've not a lot going on. So many fucking times. I don't I don't even remember what day of the week it is. <laughs> but I was uh not only did we move to Chicago uh early December, uh from about November to literally the end of the year, like January 1st, whatever, is the That's busiest the season of, of the year. Sure. Yeah, true. True. Uh, is the busiest time for work for me. And so not only were we prepping to move from, you know, that whole time, I handled two territories at work, like two, truly two full people's jobs. Not, hey, not hey, 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 you want to you know something? You've already talked about this. I know. I'm just saying why we were gone. I literally... <laughs> It was so bad. So now, normal things, moved in, happy, love the new place. What's up, Chicago? Uh, Love being an hour behind Central Time Supremacy. And yeah. So anyway, Paul just kind of poured water on that. So I'll fuck myself. Um, Yeah. I I wish I felt bad for you. I really do. Yeah. I don't feel bad. Hey, enjoy that 20-hour shift on Thursday. Yeah, I know. That's why I don't feel bad for you. Yeah. I work 12-hour shifts are normal for me. That's my normal. Yeah. All right. I don't feel bad. I don't expect anything. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just trying to explain to people. Um, So we just got a bunch of Guardians news. Uh, I have been screenshotting stuff for the last two and a half months when I see it. Um, So we'll just kind of go through that. A couple moves were obviously made. But really, if we wanted to make this a 20-minute podcast, uh, we could, but we won't because that's not the way that we are. Um, pretty much, we signed Josh Bell, and then we got Mike Zanino. 
and we could just kind of roll credits on this. Just yeah. <laughs> no, but we there's a bunch of other stuff. We'll 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 stumble our way into some fun things. So um, I don't have t- I don't have dates on all of this, but kind of to kick off, it is in chronological order. To kind of kick off in between the last time, October 25th, and now. Um, the Cleveland Guardians had stated that Chris Antonetti was named MLB's executive of the year and he was voted by his peers as such. So that is pretty impressive when the rest of your peers are like, uh, yeah, King, you popped off. We love that. And then I think like a week later, Sporting News, uh, also named Chris Antonetti as executive of the year. So Chris Antonetti always in the kitchen, just cooking up something fierce and making... 100-year-old wine, 2,000 a bottle out of water, just or, <laughs> doing what he can. Out there so you just called this man Jesus. I did. And he, yeah, he could feed well, whatever the your, parable your is. Your best friend, uh, Quincy, is not going to be too happy about that. Yeah, he'll get over it. You're my best friend. <laughs> I don't I know. Quincy. You talk to him more than you talk to me. He's not my best friend. You're my best friend. Oh, all right. It's crazy how we're co-host of this show. It's not Alex and Quincy. Well, I'm sure if you had the chance, you would do it. I wouldn't. Sometimes, <laughs> listen, you like to just watch baseball and just like your announcer players is like, he is him or that guy nice or that dude's a dog. Sometimes I got to like get out the nitty gritty stuff. And Quincy does that. Everybody has friends for different stuff. Yeah, you just have a new best friend. It's okay. No, that's not what it is. You've seen him more times in the past year than you've seen me. Once? Twice. You. How many times? Is it three? Is it four? (laughs) He also lives five minutes down the road from my in-laws. Literally. Just saying. Yeah, well. You went to a Guardians game with him. You didn't go with me. I invited you to, so shut up. <laughs> Three days before you guys went. Oh, it was way before then. You're like, hey, we're going to a Guardians game this weekend. I know you probably can't come, but if you could, would you? Yes. I did the right thing. <laughs> I wanted you there. This is. Wow, we're making quite the, the comeback. The only reason I give you a hard time is because when I brought up Troy twice. Oh, Troy, of course. We couldn't go one episode without <laughs> Troy. <laughs> when I brought up Troy, just twice. Not even like a guy I work with that I see, <laughs> that I have to see, right? I brought him up twice. You're like, oh, well, looks like you got a new best friend. <laughs> But you doing it feels so much more serious when you get it back. There's Alex. Just Everything's not Alex's problem. That's true. Yeah, I got a problem with that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you got this next one. Um, and then, so Zach, this was like three weeks after the season ended, I think, right? Not even. Yeah, this one has the stamp on it. So it was November 9th. Oh, November 9th. Uh, Jose had his thumb surgery. I suspected he'll resume baseball to every six to eight weeks. They also trade. We also traded uh, minor league infielder Jose Fermin to the Cardinals in exchange for cash. Yeah, which Hammy is in shambles because all I can think of spring training twenty twenty two was Jose Fermin, 
Jose <laughs> Fer- like he just kept going on and on. And it was just, uh, I think he was a pretty solid guy. I don't know, but uh, we just have a lot of dudes. So don't worry, we're gonna- Troy was excited about this. Yeah, probably should be. Yeah. But, um, on I don't know that I have a date on this. You don't. Uh, shortly after, again, it's all chronological. Early November, uh, Cameron Justice uh, tweeted out that Stephen Quant and Miles Straw were named winners of the 2022 Fielding Bible Awards, given to the best defensive players in MLB. So that's all of MLB. Uh, Quan was the only unanimous winner of a Fielding Bible Award this year, and so. We're going to follow this up with gold glove talk here in a second. Paul will talk about it. But I want to say that gold gloves are fun when your people win them. We've kind of talked about this. It's like, oh, yeah, he's got a gold glove. In reality, though, they mean very little. Uh, They're not always based in stats. Uh, Most of the time, they're not. And they're kind of like, not a popularity, but not, not. It's not great. Fielding Bible is true new age statistical defensive data that most people put stock in. So a gold glove is is a, a me award and a Fielding Bible is a you award. Meaning? Oh, by the way that we like to. Yeah, yeah. it is. But so I just say this because Fielding Bible is true. I think like Fangraphs and and you know other people will will reference these, even though it's not on like a baseball reference page. Fielding Bible is statistical data has backed it up. So to me, it's an even bigger deal. Like if you win, we're going to find out that Stephen Kwan and Miles Straw also on Gold Glove. Spoiler. So it's just like double trouble that like oh yeah. yeah they didn't just win it in that way. They won like the you know the analytical you know. To win a fielding Bible is very, very impressive. And that it's all MLB, not just by league. So Stephen Kwan was the best left fielder in all of baseball. Miles Straw was the best center fielder statistically in all of baseball. And that's Which chills. We kind of knew that already. Oh, yeah, like, we did. It, I mean, I was I don't think there was a question about this at all. I don't think Straw literally could have had a better defensive season. And I tried to tell people, um, well, I really haven't had an audience and I kind of just been in my head the last two and month, half months. Straw, I feel like, will regress in 2023, not because what he did last year was a fluke, but because he had, like, an all-time great season. (laughs) Like, it's hard to copy that. It's not that he's going to regress. It's just that maybe he won't get the same amount of opportunity. Maybe he'll make one less five-star catch. Like, if you have the greatest, one of the best defensive seasons ever, it's hard to copy that or step it up some, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But he's still going to be an absolute dog yeah. out there. I still I mean, think he might be the best defensive center fielder in all of baseball next year, but it's just not going to be... Like, statistically, at, it yeah. might not come out to the same amount of defensive runs saved or uh, outs above average. But it's not because he did anything different. It's just like, how do you... How the do chips you won't fall perf- the right way. Perfection, basically. Yeah. Like, he was perfect. But like, and I, I, I was... Think about this because our one question going into last year was our outfield. Mm-hmm. And then the one thing that we were the most sure of when the year ended was our outfield. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Will Benson, Will Brennan, who could start in different leagues. Oscar you Gonzalez. Know, yeah. OG. Well, he's got it locked up for now in right field. But yeah, Quan, Straw. Our, our outfield set. Yeah, it is. I, we'll see about Straw. I'm not going to lie. If he continues to struggle, you will see. And I believe uh, Meisel wrote an article that didn't come out and say it, but kind of alluded to the idea of like 
we could see straw fade into that like seventh inning on yeah. kind of every third game. If he continues to struggle, he just needs to rework his whole swing. Like we said, he's got to get back yeah. to that. I mean, he's never, um, <laughs> now you're going to get me, but this is, this was going to be my one Quincy thing. We were talking, uh, about this like a month ago. And of and course he said, you, were. you know what? Call Quincy. I'm out of here. I can't deal with this. I can't work under these conditions. This Bush League. He's doing this because he's got a piss. So he's using it as an excuse. Uh, We were talking about over under on uh, Straw hitting 30 home runs in his entire career. And, you know, what are the over under? And I said, I might take the over, you know, seven years of four home runs a piece. But. I don't know. That's that's t- it's crazy to think about 30 home runs when you know Jose hit what 30 f- how many 34 home runs? Why can I not I can't remember. Sorry, I'm a little disconnected, but it's the just funny. The only reason I came back is because I'm a bigger man. Yeah. Did you piss? No. Oh, I thought you would. How many home runs did Jose have? Like 34, right? Something like that. I can look real quick. Hey, we were talking about the over-under on if Straw will ever hit 30 home runs in his whole career, is what I was saying. No, he, I mean, he's not a... That's unfair to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it wasn't saying like he better do that's that. Like it was saying, just, well, that. What's the over-under of Albert Pujols stealing 25 bags in his last year? Yeah. It's not going to happen. Like, well, in his career, if he'll, if he'll hit 30. For a year, if he plays seven years, uh, probably the under. But anyway... Um, yeah, our outfield is is something. But anyway, um, while you're looking that up, I'll just say the gold glove thing real fast. So then shortly after that, Zach Meisel and Mandy Bell, there's going to be facts from both of these. Same thing. We Cleveland won a franchise record and MLB high this year. Four gold gloves. Quan, Straw, Jimenez, and Bieber. Little surprised to see Bieber. Like, he's a good defensive pitcher. Yeah, but- that, that's where, like... That's the example of a popularity contest. I don't think Bieber should have won it. I'm glad yeah. he did. Yeah. And if anybody says anything, I'll be like, fuck you. <laughs> Pitcher, what a gold glove. What <laughs> get yeah. bent. But then behind us, we're like, I mean, did he? I think he had three or four. Jose outs- hit 29 home runs. 29 this year? Really? Shit. Uh, so it's funny to think Jose in a down year as I bend my fingers. <laughs> it wasn't a down year. It was a down second half. Yeah. It First half is just like oh, <laughs> so good. I wonder if um, I can find last year like pre and post all star splits. Yeah, uh, you can. It's pretty easy on uh, on Baseball Reference. Uh, might as well, well not said on Baseball the f- Reference. No, I know. I was just saying it's pretty easy there. They're the first well, American not on Baseball Reference. Okay, I know. I barely use it anymore. It used to be the Bible, and then I kind of got bullied into fan graphs, and that's like all I use now because that's just the language of Guardians Twitter, and I, I do like it more now. Uh, they're the first American League team with four Gold Glove winners since 2003. Uh, how many did the Cardinals have last year? Five, five. or six? Five. That's fucking Mandy, nuts. <laughs> yeah, and we had four. Mandy Bell uh, added onto this in her own tweet and just said, it's the first time that Cleveland had four in a season, which I think I already mentioned that. The previous high was three, and that was in 2000 when Roberto Alomar, Omar Vizquel, piece of shit, and Travis Fryman all won it for second, short, and third, respectively. The All-Star so Game you went, was in August, right? Uh, this it, year, I think it was. Yeah. 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 So, um, man, what a left side of the infield for that 2000 team. 
your your third baseman, your shortstop, and your second base all win a gold glove. So but, uh, he either hit twenty one or twenty six home runs before the All Star game. It's probably twenty one. That sounds yeah. right, just off the. But then he ended with what twenty nine? Yeah, I think oh, that's no, pre All Star was nineteen, and then post All Star it was ten. Which. And we had a later all-star game because of the lockout, too. I mean, he was just... He had, like, 80 RBIs going into, like... 75. 75 going, going into, into the, the all-star? all-star game. Which was what day, exactly? Do you Can you I, figure it out? It doesn't say. Was it late July, or was it the first week of August? I mean, I can Google it real quick. But all... So, on Baseball Savant, it just has a pre-all-star and post-all-star breakdown. doesn't give the date. Guys, I have tears in my eyes almost thinking about Paul on Baseball Savant. Actually, the funniest thing ever was that time that someone was talking shit about Austin Hedges' pop time, and you randomly just appeared with, like, true pop yes. time data for Don't baseball. fucking talk about my mans. <laughs> I didn't even know how to find that, and I had to go digging. And I'm like, <laughs> I just got on there because you did it on your personal account, PWAGS5100. Everybody yeah. can follow him uh, with W-A-G-Z. Uh, yeah. P-Wags 5100. And I came back in on, because I tweet 99% of the 216 baseball. July pod. 19th was the All-Star game. Okay, yeah, so that shows you. I mean, it took, you know, yeah. to have two and a half over that two, three quarter almost months, because the season went into the first week of October. It's crazy. But <laughs> I came in and I was like, you have no idea what you just did. You got Don't talk baseball, about my so mans. Fun. It's not even that. It's that you have Paul digging into baseball savant data. It's over. Stop arguing. <laughs> like if I, no- <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty computer savvy. Seeing that's my whole job. But if you give me like time to learn analytics, I'm going. I, I'm mega mind. If I go, if I start learning, if I start like actually giving a shit about analytics, it's over for you, hoes. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. My, the, no. my issue is my brain just doesn't work that way. Yeah. And you just don't watch the game or see it that way. You, I mean, you you understand it and can, like, appreciate it. You're not a, you're not a boomer kind of guy where you're, like, batting average. Like, you get OPS and all that shit. Yeah. Like, your dad and my dad just straight up are, like, batting average, basically. And, like, that boy nice is kind of how they assess players. Like, you still understand all that stuff. It's just yeah. not where your mind goes. So my dad's um, like number one thing is like, is he over the Mendoza line or not? I don't know. Yeah. I, that's is he a Cleveland do. catcher? It's like <laughs> one of those, those decision trees. Mendoza line. <laughs> 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 yes. Okay. Can't be a Cleveland catcher. <laughs> no. Is it a Cleveland catcher? The branch goes out both ways. Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, do you want to hit on the gold glove winners for just real fast? Just, yeah, I feel like MLB we talked news. about this already. No, it wasn't one. We um, talked about the nominees. We didn't talk about. Oh, uh, okay. The so the National League, which I'll just kind of glance over because we're an American League podcast. Uh, JT Romuto, Christian Walker, uh, Brendan Rogers, Dansby Swanson, Nolan Arenado, Ian Happ, Trent Grisham, and Mookie Betts. Yep. And then Max Freed for the pitcher. Yeah. And then, and then this then year is the first Brandon, year with the utility. Yeah, and then Brendan Donovan was the utility. Yeah. And then for the American League, which is really all we give a shit about, um, Jose Javino was the catcher, which I kind of saw coming. He's a very good defensive catcher, and he's just a likable guy. He won the Uh, platinum glove. Spoiler alert. Because he had 21, Uh, uh, he had like 
there is no DRS or sorry, there is no outs above average for catchers. I almost said it backwards. He had like 21 DRS yeah. as catcher. 21 defensive. Um, Slim Daddy shit. Vladdy won it for first base. Andre Jimenez, which was a lock. Yeah. Um, won it for second. Jeremy Pena uh, won it for short. Uh, Ramon Urias won it for third base. Stephen Kwan won it for left. Miles Straw won it for center field. Whoops. Kyle, Kyle Tucker won it for right field. Shane Bieber run it for pitcher. And utility was DJ LeMayhew. Which yeah. <laughs> DJ I was LeMayhew. kind of thinking that Jose had a very good chance. But he had, like we said, he had a down second half because of that thumb, I think. So... Well, I feel like he had a better – everybody kind of said – and I, I asked you about this, and you amazed me. At, I was thinking about this the other day. I was driving. I was like, you amaze me in the way that you see the game and you just bring things to this podcast that, like, you you were just around, like, true baseball, more, like, yeah. way more than me, obviously. And, like, so there are things that I just ask you and I get your input, and I know you're not bullshitting because it's just, like, when somebody talks about something they really know a lot about. And I asked you, I said, why would his defense be better after the thumb injury? And you kind of just said, like, well, you know, he might have just be taking more reps. Like, he knows that he's hurting at the plate yeah. and that it's painful. So maybe it's a mental thing. Like, I got to step it up on defense because there was – I don't have the stats for it. I don't know if you – I'm sure you can split it in baseball. So we're not going to do that. But I remember just the eye test, which we try and stay away from. But defensively, that's – it's a feeling too. It's hard to capture it, even though there are stats. Oh, like it, defensive analytics are. I don't like defensive analytics because there's a lot that you don't see. Like de- that analytics just can't pick up defensively. Yeah, it, it they're not perfect at all, and I think every year they change a little bit, and it's kind of like this giant formula. But it, it it's a starting point. That's where you kind of take outs above average and defensive runs saved. And kind of look at them together. Like outs above average says that uh, Ahmed is a below average shortstop defensively, mm-hmm. which is true. Defensive runs saved. Fangraph says that he's a slight, slightly above average shortstop. You know, you put the two things together, and he's right around average. You know, but outs above average can also tell us that hey, his lateral motion blows, which anybody who's ever watched baseball can see he has the yeah. range of me in the shower singing, which is nothing. But, you know, he he's super athletic, and so it's somewhere in between. But anyway, um, I kind of forgot where I was going with this. The eye test, at least, it felt like his defense really picked up second half. You know, it, yeah. it really felt that way. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, but, you know, uh, I think- Eh, like we said, Golden Gloves are like I like Golden Gloves because growing up, my goal, my dream was to play professional baseball, and my goal was to win a Gold Glove playing professional baseball because yeah. I'm a slut for defense. Like good mm-hmm. defense is my shit, so I like I appreciate Gold Gloves more than I like the normal person would. Yeah. And they so, still mean something. It's oh, not yeah. like complete trash award. It's not it's like, just like it's not like all star appearances, which is the worst of all of them. <laughs> it's like all star appearance, gold glove, then probably like, and from there they get they're better. But yeah. um, uh, but yeah. Zach Meisel tweeted out on the seventeenth of November saying that Jose finished fourth in AL MVP ballot 
and Andres Jimenez finished sixth. Jose's finished Say that over again. the years. Andres Jimenez finished sixth yeah. in MVP voting. Uh, so in 2017 and 2018, uh, he finished third. 2020, he was second. 2021, he was sixth. In 2022, he was fourth. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride, dude. Yeah. So close. He's been doing this now for five seasons in a row, where the worst he finished was sixth in 2021. Yeah. I that's mean, the worst. That's that's the worst he's finished. Who? So this year, no one was being judged for it. Like that's yeah. who won it last year. Oh, Tommy. That's that was a given. Yeah. Who won it in twenty twenty? Abreu won it over him, and it was kind of bullshit. That one. That one. Twenty twenty was said about, year. and then twenty eighteen. Yep. I don't. 20, I don't know who won it in twenty eighteen. Uh, I can find out. Trout probably Trout. And oh yeah, because 2017, 2018 is where Trout went back to back, right? Yeah, I think he's already got three MVPs or four. I don't know. He's the goat. God, I'm gonna start sweating thinking about Trout. But I had this tweet the other day. I already have it pulled up because uh, MLB Nerds, which is the worst baseball uh, account on Twitter, um, next to ATJ, uh, shot fired. But anyway, uh, MLB Nerds. I don't know why they give them an account, but uh, they did their Altuve won it in 2017. Okay. And then 2018, it was Mookie Betts. Oh, shit. And then 2019 was Mike Trout. Yeah. He's the goat. Uh, So, like, each time he's been beaten out, like, you're like, that makes sense besides Jose Abreu. But, again, that's 2020. So, like, there's an asterisk on everything, whether you you think it's right or not. Everyone still had the same amount of time to make the same amount of plays. So, like, yes, there's an asterisk, but, like, no. Yeah. But. Still an MVP. 2020 is the only one that you can, like, be like, oh, yeah, that like that make, that that one sucks because he should have won it. It did suck when he didn't win. It felt but like a rob. Every other year, you're like, no, nah, it makes sense. Like, But it's still, like. <laughs> yeah. Well, they still rob him on Silver Sluggers, as we know, last year. Oh, yeah. Even though he beat Devers and everything, but he beat him this year. So MLB Nerds does all kinds of lists, and they're always garbage, but they did a top 10 players ranking. And they put Jose at 8, Sandy Alcantara at 7, Tatis at 6, Jacob deGrom at 5. <laughs> Mike, hang on. <laughs> Mike Trout at 4, Juan Soto at 3, Judge at 2, and Otani at 1. And the only thing we're going to get into in this is I said... I said, I did the math. I said, say it with me. Jose is the fifth best player in baseball. He has the fourth most F war since 2018. He's got the fifth most F war since 2019. The second most the in all of baseball. The second most F war since 2020. And the third most F war since 2021. The highest number in that list I just gave you was five. <laughs> the worst you could put. How him. can you put Tatis in there when this dude hasn't played baseball in two years? I know, I know. And like, yes, I get it, Otani's generational. There's no one that does what Otani does. I don't think he's the best player in baseball. Yeah, it's such like, a hard... I, I guess, like, if I you say, with like, that too. You can, if you can do everything, yeah, like, obviously he's the best player that can pitch and hit. And but, he's really, really good at both. That, but, I, you know, I sometimes forget how good like, he is at both of them. Yeah, you're ranking... Yeah, you're going to be first when you're one of one. Like, you're who are you comparing to Otani? 
Because it, yeah. it's not fair to compare anyone to him. He's in a league of like he's in a category by himself. Yeah. That like, it's it's not fair. Yeah. And yeah, I, like I Judge had a historic year last year. Yeah. And Judge is a very good baseball player. I think that there's players that are better overall. <laughs> Trout in a hundred people forget this. Last year, Trout only played 119 games. Okay. He literally missed a third of the season. 119 games. And he hit 40 home runs. Like he, he had 176 WRC plus and put up if, six. If more. Mike Trout would have been healthy all year, we would have seen another home uh we would have seen another Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire home run race. Yeah. Between two non-steroid players. Yeah. It's hard. I don't think anybody's dethroned Trout yet, personally. But I, no. I won't argue with people saying that. list is atrocious. It is. Oh, the worst one they had was uh, the pitching duos. They tweeted it out the other day, who the best one-two pitchers were, like in all baseball. And they put uh, Mackenzie and Bieber at 15 in all of baseball. 15. So you're <laughs> saying that, that you know what 15 means? They're average. Yep, that there were 14 better duos in baseball than them. Who? I was like, who? Uh, it's right here. Hang on. Who's who's 14? Luis Castillo and uh, Logan Gilbert for nope. the Mariners. Nope. Yeah, not true. You Darvish and Joe Musgrove. You Darvish yep. is washed. Yeah, true. Uh, uh, eh, I think he had a pretty good year last year. He's, Joe he's Musgrove he passed off. his prime. Washed. Yeah. Otani and Pablo Sandoval. Nope. Nope. Absolutely not. DeGrom and Andrew Heaney. DeGrom is God when he's healthy, but Heaney had one good year last year with the Dodgers. I'm going to tell you right now, that. I'd rather have T-Mac. Yeah. And then, uh, well, you know what's funny is I went into the replies, and most of the people, not even Guardians people, because obviously your replies will sh- you know show people that you yeah. follow or interact with first. It was a lot of people that weren't even Guardians fans were like, bro, what is Bieber McKenzie doing at 15? They're like, uh, no. Uh, Kershaw and Urias at 10. Nope. No. Uh, Alex Manoa. Fuck. Uh, Alex Manoa and Kevin Gosman at 9. No, I'd put them above that. And then it starts getting a little tough. You get into Fran Valdez and uh, Javier. I can't. Christian Javier uh, for the Astros. They're real good. I'm not going to lie. I still so, probably would take Bieber and T-Mac. We're getting close, though. Like, now we're in the, like. Now you're you splitting know, hairs. Yeah. Alcantara and Pablo Lopez. Alcantara just won the Cy Young and is, like, unbelievable. Pablo Lopez is very good. Yeah. So, we're again, we're getting into that this is the range where it feels right, you know. And then uh, Spencer Strider and Max Fried with the a- um, the A's, <laughs> with the Braves. And then Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff is five. Verlander, Scherzer, four. McClanahan and Glassnow, three. That one's... Good, uh, Aaron. I Nola feel like they're and, high. I, they're McClanahan and Glasnow are higher than they should be. Yeah, roughly, but they are real good. No, they are, Aaron but Nola. we saw what we played them in a wild yeah. card spot and yeah. beat that team. Hey, they, yeah. Well, McClanahan was out, I think. But st- like, we still beat the we the Rays thing was pitching. Our things pitching, mm-hmm. and we beat the Rays. Our one two beat their one two. That's what we happened. scored three runs in two games. God damn it! But we beat, them. <laughs> we swept. We, but like you know what I mean. We, yeah, we beat. Right. 
our one two was better than their one two. That I know our one two carried us evidence. through the playoffs. I'm not yeah. even going off a of feeling. There's legitimate evidence that our pitching did better than their pitching. I thought about that. I was like, we played in game five with the youngest team in triple A, even in triple A, we played game five against the Yankees on the backs of Bieber and McKenzie. So yeah, there's some disrespect. They usually have a ton of recency bias. So I was surprised they even put them that low. And then one was Cole and Rodon, which nah, dog, that ain't it. If you ask me personally, I think it's Verlander and Scherzer. Are they both 40 years old? Yeah. Do I expect both of them to have like a 2-5 ERA next year with 200 strikeouts? <laughs> yep. Like, until they don't do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Until they don't do it and they just continue to fucking do it. Like, yeah. I'm just going to believe in that duo. They're incredible. I'd put them at one. But that's we're getting hung up on that. But, yeah. I, we're talking about MLB nerds. This is what they want. They're a garbage account. And here we're spending yeah. it. They can't afford rent in this penthouse. All right, so we'll keep moving here a little bit. Um, Ken Rosenthal on uh, December 1st uh, tweeted out that Royals are hiring Brian Sweeney as their new pitching coach. Uh, Sweeney was a former major league pitcher with the Padres and Mariners, and he was our coach since 2018. Uh, And, well, he was our bullpen coach since 2020. So uh, there's a theme here. Uh, We have amazing staff and coaches and tito you know and our organization just pisses excellence yeah and then what happens is like people come in and they get the tito stamp of approval and other organizations are like tito likes that guy you know what he's probably pretty good yeah and we just excellence from top our whole development scouting everything is incredible this happened last year we lost uh you know a few people uh, if i remember correctly there's gonna be a couple more uh Ooh, no i think they just let him go because he was washed and then we brought in Valeka. well no because uh, they our hitting coach went to san diego no there's no way it wasn't the hitting coach it was um it was somebody important it wasn't the hitting coach uh but i yeah who the, who was that i don't I'm know but yeah, there's going to be a couple more people in here that uh, the guard got on the Guardians organization, though, not holding people back so that they can accomplish, you know, they can achieve what they kind of earned, which is tough. That's what good managers and good leaders do is don't hold people back from their opportunity. And it, it hurts. I mean, there's it's death by a thousand cuts, right? Where sure, there's going to be somebody else in the organization who can step up in a new role. But it's these silent people. Oh, no, right, it, was, that help. it was our pitching coach. That's who I thought. OK, yep. Yeah. It, but these it's these people, right, that don't get all the credit, but make this whole organization work um, and, and help with, obviously, the excellence that it produces. So um, while Paul's still looking at that, Silver Slugger winners, Julio Rodriguez won the left field for the Mariners. Aaron Judge won in center field. Shocker. Mike Trout still won a Silver Slugger, baby. Bright field, let's fucking go. 119 games. Ramirez, J-Ram, let's go. Not getting robbed this oh, year. He got time. robbed last year yeah. against Devers, even though he had better stats and basically had, Speaking of Rafael Devers, that contract that that man just got. Eh, paid. Fucking bag. He, he's good. Yeah, he's good. But yeah, he got a bag. bag. It felt like a, a slight overpay. At, wasn't it 300? 335. Felt like a slight overpay. It was but 11 also, years, 335 million. He's young, though. I think he's only like 25 or something. Yeah. So it's not like they're paying into the 40, you know, age 40, where you know you're just eating money. Um, but yeah, good on J-Ram. It deserved it. Even with a br- like a torn ligament in his thumb for half a year, still gets that silver slugger. 
Uh, Xander Bogots uh, won it for short. Uh, Jose Altuve won it for a second. Uh, Nate Lowe won it at first for the Rangers. He popped off this year. Uh, Luisa Rise won it for... That's utility. Yeah, I'm assuming utility, right? Yeah. And then Alejandro Kirk uh, won it for catcher. And then Jordan Alvarez, to no surprise, won it as the DH for Houston because... Jordan Alvarez is built completely different. He is completely different. So, exciting stuff. Um, And then Gardens Protected tweeted out that the following Guardians have elected free agency. Uh, Raymond Burgos. Never heard of him. What? Never heard of him. Just being honest. Justin Garza, Ian Hamilton, Juan Moda, Brian Shaw, rest in peace, Grandpa. These are all minor leaguers, too, obviously, by the way. Um, Trenton Brooks, Gavin Collins, Jonathan Lopez, Oscar Mercado, Mitchell Tolman. Yeah. So, just housekeeping. Yeah, just housekeeping. Uh, And then Mandy Bell tweeted out that, to no one's surprise, Tito won AL Manager of the Year because... He's the goat. He he was. He went up against uh, the Mariners coach and the uh, Orioles coach Brandon Hyde. And um, why can't I think of the Mariners coach? I can picture him. Doesn't matter what his name is. It'll come to me. Uh, this, but yeah, he's a he fucking loser. Yeah, true. Didn't win manager of the year. You know? <laughs> and that's Tito's third manager of the year award with us. Yeah. He won in twenty thirteen. 2016 yeah i think it was 2016 when we made it to the series yeah and then uh obviously this year which we already know he's gonna be a hall of fame manager even prior to this but i mean to get three in cleveland chills he's just so good and not only like he got it because of what this team did the how young they are and like how hard they fought yeah, and we talked Which about it during the, the one on the field, but, but we talked oh. about it last year that the reason why they were so that this team did well is because everyone bought into Tito's form of baseball. He keeps the clubhouse in order. He expects a certain amount of. There's it's, just he commands it's respect. Little, it's a, a, he rests his hands on his belly like this and just rocks. Yep, and so you know, like I this guy's kind of scary, but not. Yeah. But I respect him. He just commands respect in a way where he doesn't have to yell and shout to get it. It's just like uh, it speaks for itself, and people buy in. And the the players that we have that set a good example, Ahmed being one of those, to have all those young – I want to give him props – all those young kids around there to watch him never take a playoff and run as hard as he can every single yeah. time. It's like, well, if the veteran – kind of a veteran but you know veteran to that team is doing that shit i better man like i better be doing that jose playing with a torn you know ligament in his hand and and always hustle his whole team's plays at a hundred percent being a dog yeah like yeah, he gotta slip it in there somewhere but it's true i mean the whole team is just i'm like, not gonna talk this... about him all 2023 yeah i'm like <laughs> I i'm promise he's not well i, I won't promise like I won't talk about him every episode because he's not a part of this team anymore. Uh, he went to the pirates. land of misfit toys, aka the pirates. Yeah, which is our our throwaway. Yeah, Yu Chang, so, Roberto Perez. So keep going. I'm not I'm not going to talk about him as much this year. But God damn it, I still love him so yeah, much. Papa miss you. Papa, Papa give you kisses. Papa give you kisses. <laughs> Papa I miss you every single day. I do. I will. And I always. He has a special place in my heart. Oh, um, and then later that night, uh, which was November 15th, Tito won manager of the year. And then Nick 
P Picoro P sure P six yep yeah, yeah okay P I E C O R O uh, Picoro uh, tweeted out that the Diamondbacks acquired right-handed reliever prospect Carlos Vargas from Cleveland in exchange for right-hander Ross Carver, who's a starting pitcher who reached Double A this season. And this was pretty shocking. Um, not shocking in a holy crap, but in a surprising. So I guess that's the definition of shocking because Carlos Vargas was going to be this flamethrower, not classy. We would never disrespect him by comparing anyone, but you know, he could be a dude there in the back of that bullpen. Like True. And Fangraphs literally had an article that com- said he could be Mariano 2.0. So he's different. Um, but Vargas made the team in like late September, right? Late September. Sure. They brought him up from AAA. And he never even made an appearance, even though there were games where we had already wrapped up the division, I think. And uh, we, you know, blowouts, crap like that. And we never even let him come in and pitch. I believe he had command issues, um, but he just threw so hard. It's always good to have somebody like that. So the fact that they traded him away, he could be an asset for somebody. But it shows me that this organization didn't believe at the end of the day. Bottom line, they didn't. They weren't buying what Vargas was selling. If the Guardians can't produce you as a pitcher or don't feel like you're going to meet that nobody like, can. okay yeah <laughs> rethink re unless the rays take a chance on you yeah rethink what you're doing yeah you might want to think about a new career path yeah ross carver i mean listen we get a double a pitcher he might be a lefty uh it's fuzzy it's been literally almost two months um well, it but- says right-handed Oh, I'm an idiot. Sorry. Right-hander. You're right. <laughs> Ross Carver. Um, I I remember reading the scouting report and everything on him, but here's the thing. He could have a 9 ERA. Watch him literally pitch meaningful innings for us in like July of 2024. I mean, cool. They know what they're doing. I mean, at this point, you know, never follow you take anybody a fly, blindly. Like, take a flyer on any pitcher you can that you have any sort of hope in because we produce. If we can do it, our – organization will do it so just wait in 2024 when this guy is like making high leverage pitches Mm -hmm. for us so uh i blindly uh follow and then uh on the 15th as well i think it was as part of this move this kind of house cleaning for the 40 man uh housekeeping excuse me guardians perspective tweeted out the most concise one it said the guardians added three people to the 40 man uh as part of the rule five drafts they wanted to protect them uh, infielder Angel Martinez, who people are really high on. I think he's in high A, maybe double A now, maybe double A. But people are like, yo, yeah, we have a million middle infielders, but like Angel Martinez is on like the short list of people that you need to remember, even if we have four stud shortstops up and down the organization. Uh, left-handed pitcher Joey Cantillo. I know people are super high on him as well. Left-handed pitcher Tim Heron. Um, and then we DFA'd Anthony Ghost, uh, who obviously needed shoulder surgery at the end of last year and throw is a lefty, throws like 99 and was on the big league team. And then Kirk McCarty got DFA'd for, I don't know, the seventh time this year. God bless him. Um, <laughs> and then obviously we traded Carlos Vargas and then we received Ross Carver, like we just said. So the uh, we added three and designated... A guy, Carlos Var- Vargas was already on the 40, so we swapped for Ross Carver to be on the 40. Yeah. And then we, so that stays the same. We DFA'd two and added three because I think we were at 39. So anyway, 
Um, I'm going to do this one and then I'll let you do a few. Sorry, yeah. just because well, there's probably I was going to say nope. you do this one because the rookie of the year one's one that I'm passionate about. Okay, I love that. There's like uh, Mute there's your no fucking laptop. Oh, is it not muted? Oh my god! <sighs> I just I heard your like... I just heard your notification go off. Unacceptable. We're fucking professionals. We are. What's anyway? Uh, this one is stupid, but I mean, when news gets real slow, I thought it was funny. Uh, there's a picture from video mid, late. What? It's a video. video. Yeah, sorry. Of mid late November from it's Guardians. It's one of those moving pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those newfounded things the kids are watching. Those ticker tackers. Um, Tick tacks. <laughs> uh, Angel de los Santos uh, was throwing long toss today over some cattle in at back at his home in the Dominican Republic. This dude. Obviously, I don't have the video embedded here. It's just a screenshot. But I watched this. I don't know if you ever ended up watching it when it came across the TL. Man could play long toss. <laughs> and he did it over cattle. Flex. And then, just something fun. Like, what are you doing, Angel? But okay. There was the... So, Julio Rodriguez won Rookie of the Year. Adley Rushman won second place. And Stephen Kwan was third. How the fuck... Did Stephen Kwan not get one first place vote? I'm not going to lie. I kind of understand it personally. He won. Just, not I'm, only did he win a gold glove, he won a fielding Bible. Yeah. Julio Rodriguez played. Just, the first half of Julio Rodriguez's year was dog shit. He almost got called back down to AAA and then turned it around. Stephen yeah, Kwan did it off. from day one. Yeah. Adley Rutschman got called up halfway through the year. Yeah, a little, little earlier than half, but yeah. But how the I fuck mean, does this man not get one first place vote? How yeah, does deserved- Julio Rodriguez get twenty nine first place votes when he only performed half the year? Yeah, I don't know that it was that bad. We did. We they went talked over about before. it during the All Star game. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, he just snapped. Uh, but I get it. There's a really good argument to be made that Adley should have actually won Rookie of the Year because of the importance of catcher. I mean, center fielders are really important, right? But in just what Adley's done, your your numbers were similar, but for a catcher, but they here's were the insane. Thing. Adley Rutschman was expected to be that. That that's not a factor, though. And the it should not be a factor. Expectations should have nothing to do with voting. It should just be on field performance. So, okay, then Stephen Kwan should be way higher than third. I would argue that Stephen Kwan's on-field performance was better than both of them. Yeah, but, I mean, you get into... It's basically the offensive performance. He had a great year, but these dudes slug. So they're OPS+, plus, they're WRC+. Plus, Show and they me both their defensive played, stats. They were really, really good. Adley Rutschman Were they better than Stephen Kwan's? I mean, Adley Rutschman for a catcher... Were they better than Stephen Kwan's? Yes or no? You could say... At catcher, they were probably equivalent. Yeah, Adley Rutschman had that good of a defensive year. I mean, he was a dog. I, I, it's weird for me to defend. Did, did Adley Rutschman win a Gold Glove? Uh, he did not. Did Adley Rutschman win a Fielding Bible? No. Did Adley Rutschman perform? Was Adley Adley Rutschman's longevity better than Stephen Quantz this year? No, I I think it's that's tough. Yeah. I think he landed where he should have when you just kind of look at everything. But I get that there's an argument where maybe second, just because truly from day one 
to the close of the season. It, he never, he had a bad May, but it still wasn't awful. But I mean, he went six and a half. He was the best left fielder in all of baseball. Yeah. Like offensively and defensively, I, you could say Stephen Kwan was the best left fielder in all of baseball. Was who you're about, guys the best center fielder in baseball? I don't know about offensively, not to split hairs. Who would you say is a, who was a better left fielder this year? Well, that's what's tough is for the Silver Slugger. I mean, you had Rodriguez, Judge, and Trout, who were all technically center fielders. Okay, you know, that, that's why I'm asking across. about left fielders. Um, I would have to sort. Jordan Alvarez played like it's tough to consider Jordan a left fielder, but he played more games than you think there, but he's still more of a DH. So some people call him that. I think it's kind of cheap, but I'd have to look through it. I you I, could I, you could say Stephen Kwan was the best left fielder in baseball this year. In baseball. Hmm. Was trying to think of you, the argument could be made. Do you yeah. think? There, oh yeah, absolutely. Do you think there's an argument for Julio Rodriguez being the best center fielder in baseball? No, no shot. Not. Do you think Ali Rushman could be the argument for being the best catcher in baseball? Not yet. No, but that's that's not what the award is. To be fair, it's just rookie of the year. So I get it. I, I there's you, I think he landed where it was appropriate. Not personally. one first place vote. That's what blows my mind. Yeah, that does feel a little disrespectful. And Julio Rodriguez getting 29 out of 30 votes? 29 out of 30? Yeah, that is kind of wild. I can't believe Adley only got one. That's super wild. Not that this isn't like a real podcast. That, that we, pisses me off. Yeah. Very much so. Oh, I can tell. This episode is sponsored you by BetterHelp. Have you guys been struggling lately? Maybe you're having trouble sleeping, going through a tough spot in a relationship, or you're just feeling down and want to talk to somebody. Well, the good news is that BetterHelp wants to help you today. You've heard Alex and myself preach on this show over and over again the importance of mental health, not only with professional athletes, but with you guys and ourselves. A couple years ago, I was going through a tough time in a relationship on top of being in the military, being away from family, and some other things. And I actually reached out to BetterHelp, and they took great care of me, you guys. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to help you. There are over 20,000 therapists that are in BetterHelp's network. So if maybe you don't fit right with one, then you can request a new therapist at no additional charge. Signing up is so easy. You just fill out a questionnaire to access your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. I promise you guys, it is that quick. Then you schedule a secure video or phone session at your convenience in the comfort of your own home. Plus, you get unlimited messages with your therapist. Join the more than 2 million people that have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Look, you knew we weren't going to leave you guys high and dry. BetterHelp was kind enough to give our listeners 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash 216baseball. Again, that is better h e l p dot com. The numbers two one six baseball. Thanks again for BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode, guys. Seriously, go take charge of your own mental health. Um, but the next tweet, Luke Maley signed with the Reds. Couldn't give two shits. Um, yeah, he was good for us for what he was. Yeah. You know, wish him the best. But yeah, don't care. Um, 
Guards Fest, January 21st. So that's, what, two weeks from now? Yeah, at the anyone, convention center. Anyone in Cleveland have fun? I saw that Jose isn't going to be there uh, and Bieber won't be there because Bieber's getting married that day. Yeah. <laughs> and so someone's like, well, you know who wasn't invited to the wedding if they're showing up to Guards Fest? <laughs> I guess uh, I, I literally just saw this before we were recording. Something came up. It said that Josh Bell is going to be there for the morning session. I don't know. I don't know why I've never gone to one of these. Tito's going to be I, there. T-Mac. I think somewhere in here, don't I have? I'm surprised T-Mac I, wasn't invited to the wedding. Uh, but really a lot know? of these people, they're probably like just close family and like friends and close family because yeah. you're not going to invite your whole team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do I not have? Oh, I didn't put all the people in the. Go check out the Cleveland Guardians official. Account. Yeah. Like they, in the last tweet or two, there's a lot of players showing up, like a ton. Yeah. I pretty much just named the players that aren't like everybody else is basically going to be. Yeah. There. So uh, Quan's definitely going to be there. I saw that. Yeah. Quan Jimenez, Ahmed. OG, I mean, literally, like yeah. everybody, I think, except for Jose and Bieber, are pretty much there. It's a pretty impressive list. Um, and we, we, I, Anthony goes was in agreement with her at a two year minor league contract with the Guardians. Uh, he, we, we talked about how he had that Tommy John, but it's uh, getting a million dollars per season if he plays in the big leagues. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people like him. I mean, he's a good guy for the organization. Again, lefty, older guy. Much older, but throws ninety nine a hundred. Um, I don't know. I think we got enough depth that this isn't necessary. But I mean, the fact that you know, if he makes the big leagues, he gets a million bucks. I mean, this is like the lowest risk possible. Yeah. This is like chump change. I mean, this is still a good. Um, and then Zach Meisel tweeted out pretty much the same thing. Yeah, I think it was just that it included an invitation to spring training in twenty twenty four. Okay, who gives so. a fuck? And that he would... Oh, he's only 32. God, he looks so much older than that. Uh, I thought he was like 36. And he's expected to spend all this season basically from Tommy John. I think it was just... I added another tweet in there to kind of um, commentary. And Ken Rosenthal tweeted out that Roy's bench coach, Pedro... Griffle? 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 Sure. Griffle. Expected Griffle. to be the next White right. Sox manager. A number of White Sox coaches not being asked back. Pitching coach Ethan Katz expected to return. Uh, basically, the White Sox They're are just the house. like blowing it up because what Tony LaRusso is so bad. Yeah. I'm gonna miss him just because he ran this promising team. I mean, they had like all the best prospects at every position, and they're like the you know this team that should have been like almost a dynasty. And you give Tony this young, too, Tony. They're too worried about getting drunk and driving. Like this team with so much swag and like passion and just like possess, you know, just flash Pizzazz. all these players. <laughs> I know, I I know. I was like, God, I'm so white. I don't even know where that came from. I'm, I'm just a theater kid, I guess. Not really. And um, you give them like an 85 year old dude who's half awake every game. Who thought that was yeah. a good? Jerry Reinsdorf or whatever the fuck the owner of the Bulls and White Sox. What an idiot! A personal. Well, so fan. what happened was. When Tony La Russa was so, when Tony La Russa was first going to start coaching, when he went to St. Uh-huh. Louis, the White Sox, the owner or the the manager wanted, like the the general manager wanted to offer him the coaching job, but the owner, who's the same owner now, was like, mm-hmm. no. 
and then Tony Russo had that great the the great stretch in St. Louis, and then when mm-hmm. Tony Larusa retired, he was like, "Oh, you know who we can go get now? Tony Larusa." Like, no, he's a hundred years old now, dude. Why? Yeah. And they offered all this money, and Tony Russo was like, "I mean, that's a lot of money for me to coach," and then he took it. I can pay off a lot of DUI money <laughs> with with that salary. I need to think about coming home. So it was like so. a it was like a, a makeup call that did not go well. No. Never forget when he like ran out like he just shit his pants and pushed Roberto Perez and didn't even get fined yeah. for pushing a player. That shit was wild. He's a bum. Anyway. Um the Guardians on I don't have a timestamp, but now we're into like early December. Um, Gaylord Perry passed away, uh, Hall of Fame pitcher, and um, he was a two-time All-Star in nine, in 72 and 74, and a Cy Young winner in 72 with Cleveland. He was 84 years old, so rest in peace, uh, Cleveland legend. Um, you know, at least he was 84, right? Yeah, but, lived uh, a full life. Sad news for sure. Yeah. Um, then uh, Guardians perspective, mid-December still here. Uh, I just tweeted out that Gabriel Arias made his first start in left field in the Puerto Rican Winter League. And up to that point in his career, Arias had strictly played third base and DH. So trying a little bit of everything. I mean, worst case scenario, when you think about depth, I mean, to have Gabriel Arias be the guy, basically replace Ernie Clement. Yeah. <laughs> Dog, which one of these are not like the other? No disrespect to Clement, but Arias, I mean, it would. It feels almost like a waste, but if that's how deep we are, right? Okay. Because yeah. <laughs> like, he's so. not, we've talked about, he's not going to play third. Yeah, he's absolutely not. No. Well, he's a shortstop anyway. Yeah, so, so like, you just... can have him play short and take Ahmed's spot, but yeah, if they're this, uh, Jose's that in on Ahmed, and Jose's the face of your franchise, you're going to listen to him. I'm telling you, Ahmed is going to spend... Well, we'll get into that. That's a topic. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Um, and then Mark Feinstand, Feinstand uh, tweeted out, I guess it's all December 1st, said that the Mariners have hired Justin Toole as Director of Player Development. Uh, Toole36 has served as the Guardian's Major League Hitting Analyst for the past three seasons. So that's another one down. Yeah. Um, and again, it's death by a thousand cuts. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, whatever. But like these people help make the organization run. And when other people want them, they're doing something right, yeah. obviously. So and you're not going to hold on to every coach forever. This is no. inevitable, but it still sucks. Again, good leaders let people thrive and don't hold yeah. them back in their careers. You know, So good on them. Um, Daryl Reuter tweeted out that Guardians announced that they are in the process of finalizing their $435 million progressive field overhaul plan. Construction will begin at the end of 2023, out of the 2023 season. Scope of the project, plans and blueprints underway, and goal is to begin bid process in the spring. Yeah, and I just actually saw an update on this in The Athletic or somewhere, maybe it was just MLB.com, where they're looking at basically redoing all of the left field terraces, which they desperately need to. Yeah. Like, it looks cool, but then you go in there or around there. I've only done it like once or twice, and it like it needs to be refreshed. And so they're going to, I think, make it open, open, kind of, like kind of the same staggered you know how the glass kind of is i think it's still going to be like that but it'll be open open air and stuff and they're going to like redo everything just modernize it right make it a a cool bar and in almost like club seats but like out there is kind of the vibe i got and they are 
fucking around with the idea of like a brew hall in the right field, like in the uh, higher part oh, of the really? right field. Yeah, which would be pretty cool. Yeah. So because they have that bar in, in right the corner, the bar over yeah, there, which but is really it, it cool. would be like up. Yeah, it'd be up in like almost right center, I think, yeah. just to like kind of freshen that area up and make people want to hang out and it, it so. Yeah, a lot of money, man. But uh, yeah, I, it's already I mean, an incredible I stadium. There's a uh, there. I don't think there's a amount of money that Cleveland can dump into Progressive Field to make it beat Bush. No, I think just inherently with the view, yeah, and just it's just beautiful, and, and they're not competing, but it's already a a very slept on stadium. Oh, yeah. and there's no bias there because I've been to better stadiums, but it's just like I've been to other ones. I went to Wrigley, and I, no one says it's like state of the art, but I was just not moved by Wrigley. Like I get it, I appreciate the baseball history, but I was like, yeah, this ain't that like cool. Like I I wouldn't whatever. I'm glad I saw it, but uh, Coors is a beautiful field. Um, I actually and, was looking at jobs in with the Rockies. Chills. When you get out, yep. be some kind of IT for baseball. Just hack into the system and like trade all their players <laughs> to ours for like nothing. You just type yeah. like, I'm in all the time. That's what Paul does for a living. Pretty much, yeah. Um, on the fourth, we learned that... Uh, and this is before we got our real catcher, which we'll get into. Zach Meisel tweeted out that the Guardians have added a catcher. They signed nobody really exactly knows, but Mybris Valoria, I believe, is what Sounds we're all like going a Game with. Game of Thrones now. character. Yeah, my house, Mybris <laughs> Valoria, uh, to a minor league deal with an invitation to big league spring training. He appeared in 26 games for the Rangers last season and posted a 550 OPS. This is just super depth. Um, if they don't think Naylor's quite ready for the season yet, this, spoiler, we'll end up doing is, um Maley's replacement replacement. That's what yeah, this basically. is. This is Luke Maley's yeah. replacement. And most people are kind of talking. It really sounds like the organization probably won't bring up Bo to like May. I feel it's kind of like the general vibe is they kind of want him to season maybe just a little longer. Which and is just fun. like wait. he's still very young. Oh, yeah. And you can also manipulate the clock a little bit. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, but, you know, Mike Zanino, we'll get into, is going to be our primary catcher. And then Mybris Valoria has incredible framing data and is a very good defensive. So it's right up Cleveland's alley. Yeah. Find someone that can frame the shit out of the ball, add runs in, you know, that way by stealing strikes. And this and is what managing they love, so. a pitching staff. Yeah. And that's what got us to game five of the You know what other job I saw? This off to, what's up a bullpen catcher for the rangers that is your dream job <laughs> absolutely it always has been yep. ever since we've been friends for oh lord what 12 years easily longer than long that we've been friends what longer than that 12 years ago we were 16 holy shit we're old <laughs> oh my god it's been like 16 it must have been 20 it must have been like 2000 it was like 2006, 2007. It, yeah. Oh, my God. We've been friends for like 16 years. Holy shit. Like you said. Damn. Anyway, for that long, you've always been like, I just want to be a bullpen catcher. Yeah. I want to make league minimum, which at the time was 450. Now it'd be something. So like, <laughs> just. Yep. You'd just be around the boys. You yeah, would love that. That'd so be much. my. That's my dream job. It's been my dream job for a while. True. Before I'll let you do the next one because it's chills. 
But this is just funny, even though nobody will care but us. I texted you about this like a like half a day before this was announced. Do you remember this? I said, when is reliever of the year going to be announced? Yeah. And then like two hours later, I send you and I'm like, I shit you not. I swear <laughs> I didn't know. I kept Googling it. I said, when is AL reliever of the year going to come out? Because all the awards had been done for like almost a month and it came out on the 6th. And to nobody's surprise. Yeah, that's no. Emmanuel Classe was, if it was anyone else other than Emmanuel Classe, the MLB is under investigation for cohesion. Yeah. I'm sorry, for I what? I had a stroke. Hold on. Okay. I, <laughs> someone making toast? Yeah. <laughs> it tastes like nickels. <laughs> cohesion. Okay. Um, and then on, again on the 6th, um, about five hours later, the uh, John Heyman tweeted out that Josh Bell is Going to the Guardians, $33 million, two years with an opt-out. And you gave, again, you gave Quincy credit to this. When last offseason, I was like, you know who would make this team a lot better? Josh Bell. I don't remember you saying that, but hey, I'll give you credit. Nope. It's I just, too late. You already gave Quincy all the credit for it. Whatever. Cry to Troy about it. I genuinely <laughs> don't care. It was it, I yeah. was it was right around when MLB the show 22 came out because I made a Guardians franchise and I went and signed Josh Bell and I was like, "Well, oh, this fits really well." Okay. Yeah, I mean, this is they finally went and just got what we kind of needed. Um I want to get into him just real quick. He is quite literally the most on-paper Guardian ever and also what we needed. You got a switch-handed or switch hitting, excuse me, slugger. Uh, in 2022, you know, exit, average exit velocity, 48, okay. Max exit velocity, 83, so that's in the red. 55 hard hit, uh, his expected weighted on base, 84. Expected batting average, 86 percentile. Slugging, 68. Uh, K rate, 83, so it doesn't strike out a lot. And this is the one, 93rd percentile for walks. Uh, whiff and chase rate are both above average. Sprint speed, 25. Not great. Outs above average, 14 at first base. Uh, that was uncharacteristic for him. Uh, I don't know why he had a... Actually, he's not a great first baseman defensively. Arm strength, first percentile, which luckily he plays first base because it's not important. <laughs> now, prior to this, though, in 2021, and in most years prior to last, uh, he had a really bad, I think, 2020. And then, but prior to that, I mean, Josh Bell was the dude. Yeah, last year, 2021. Yeah, okay, back when he was 90, with the Pirates and in the Nationals, I think a little yeah. bit too, if I remember. Once he last, once 20, he went to the Nationals, where stuff started to go down a little bit, I think. In 2021, 92nd percentile for average exit velocity, 96 for max exit velocity, 93rd percentile for hard hit. Yeah. Basically, all red bubbles, like all of them. This dude has always walked. He always slugs. Even last year, I mean, he had a good year, 17 home runs in uh, 647 plate appearances. So not as many home runs, but 266 average, 362 OBP. That boy, nice. 422 slugging for a 784. So in a down year, he still put up almost an 800 OPS. Yeah. yeah. We'll take that over Fran Mill, you know, with a 50% K rate. In his whole career, uh, in 2022, he was top 7% of the league in walks. He walked 12.5% of the time. 
and he averages 11.9% walk rate, which is crazy. So you get a guy who doesn't strike out a lot, who is a power bat, which we need, but also who walks like a motherfucker. That is right. He slots right into the Cleveland Guardians, baby. And he's a switch hitter. He's kind of a bounce back, bet on yourself kind of candidate, even though he still had decent, you know, numbers last year. His ceiling it could be, I mean, he hit, oh shit, sorry, I just lost it. Where the fuck did it go? I hate that stat cast. Uh, he hit 37 home runs in 2019, which he had some juiced balls, but 27 in 2021. And then last year, obviously, had 17 between Washington and Padres. When he got traded to the Padres, he just like fell off him and Juan Soto both fell off when they went over there 587 OPS in 53 games with San Diego but this dude can mash this is exactly what the doctor ordered for us he very easily could slot in 30 plus home runs and put up an 850 OPS you know yeah walk all the fucking time even if he's not mashing we wanted Bobby Bradley to be yeah Although we knew Bobby would never walk or anything like yeah. Josh Bell. I mean, he is truly like, it makes so much sense. It's almost like stupid. It's like too good to be true. Yeah. Like how much he fits this organization. So we have him for at least a year. It kind of sucks because if he pops off next year, then he has the opt out and he'll probably take it. But we're in win now mode. There always will be more opportunities. I mean, I think um, it's very hard for me to see people not wanting to resign with this team. Is it when Tito was there? When yeah. Tito's there and like they're young, they're competitive, they're hungry, they're they're gonna be good for a while because we're so young. Oh yeah. We should win the division yeah. next year. It's not like just ours, but you know, we should hopefully run it back. Yeah. But it's hard for me to see people not wanting to re-sign with this team. But if he hits like thirty five home runs next year, opt out. You know, and then, he's uh, look, if you're if you're the Guardians and he opts out, offer him way more. Offer him what? So yeah, it's two three, years, 33. Three for 60 or something. That's what? 16 and a half? No, 15 and a half million yeah, a year? It. No, you got it, King. 16 and a half. Yeah, 16 and, yeah, 16 and, 16 a, half. and a half. Do three oh. for 60. Yeah. Like a, yeah. And if he fits the clubhouse, you know, and you're exactly. like, you get him in and you're like, this is a dude we want. Three for 60. You might get a slight discount. But it's kind of one of those things where you want him to pop off. But and you, he's kind of in an approve it year too at sixteen million. This is just perfect for us, yeah. You know, and I think and it's perfect for both parties. It really is, and cheaper than I kind of thought it would go for. Not gonna lie, sixteen and a half, yeah. not bad, not bad for a dude that could for a dude that you expect a minimum of an eight hundred OPS. You've seen this offseason. Yeah. It's crazy the money flying around, especially for pitchers. They're giving anybody. I'm thinking about just faking some stuff and saying that I'm a right-handed pitcher or something. <laughs> I might get like 7 mil from the Pirates. Crazy money flying around. So to get a dude for 16 and a half, we we got it done and this is this is what we needed. Yeah. This was a must to get this offseason. So good on them. Um, next thing is Guardians perspective. Uh, tweeted out the 23-year-old outfield prospect, Jonathan Rodriguez, who's been making a lot of noise in winter ball, uh, finished second in the Puerto Rican Winter League home run contest, hitting 23 bombs. So, uh, yeah, pretty sweet. Tied. And I just keep seeing him all over the TL. Like, this Jonathan Rodriguez, I didn't really – I knew the name, but it's like, shit, I should probably – Learn some more about this guy. Yeah. He seems to be a dude. Um, and then Zach Meisel tweeted out on the 14th that uh, we traded Owen Miller to the Brewers for a player to be named later or cash. 
Uh, he grew up outside of Milwaukee, which is cool to go back home. He had a 652 OPS last year. Bye. Wish you the best, yeah. uh, but I'm really happy to not see you drop balls at first base all the time. Um, you know, he just seems like a good guy. A lot. Like, yeah, he said, says, hey, I think he could be a real second baseman uh, one day and it wouldn't be surprising. I could see it. I but could here's see the him thing. Being we a, have the, one of the best second basemen in all of baseball. So you're not. Oh, gonna, that's the thing. It you're just not, doesn't. Fit. Yep. It doesn't fit at all. Um, good dude. You know, cold weather Owen Miller joke was funny. He had an incredible April and part of May, but I'm so glad we don't have to watch him drop balls at first yeah. base. Jesus Christ. And then uh, on the 13th, so it's not in chronological order, you fucked up. So ah, Ken Rosenthal tweeted out that uh, Mike Zunino is signing with the Guardians. Um, so that was cool. I'm looking up 2022. He was hurt. I think he only played what? He had. He played 36 games in 2022, so going back to 2021, he played 109 games, so still didn't even play that much. Yeah, it's been bothering him, I want to um, say, for like a year and a half. It's his non, non-throwing The most he's played he was in 2014, and that was 131 games, and 112, and then 55, Which is all- and then 124, and 113, and then 90. 2020, he played 28 games, but COVID year... 2021, it was 109, and he was an all-star, and then 36 last year. So he's also a catcher, so he's not going to play every day. But going back to 2021, uh, his pop time was 89th percentile, so that's nuts. Um, He's an incredible defensive catcher, uh, which is all that they'll Whiff rate, strikeout percentage, and expected batting average are all – whiff rate's 1%. Strikeout percentage is 1%. And expected batting averages in the seventh percentile. He is going to strike out a lot. And here's what it and is: his gr- his framing rates in the ninety fourth percentile, his pop times in the eighty ninth percentile, um, his exit velos in the ninety eighth, his average exit <laughs> velos in the seventy fifth, his barrel percentage is in a hundred percentile, slugging percentage is in ninetieth percentile. So like. Glass cannon, all or nothing. Like you know what I mean. So yep, that's that's what you're getting. What I want an incredible is, defensive. Seeing if catcher. he can go back to that level after that surgery, and that's where the yep. question is going to be: is if he can get back to where he was mm-hmm. and stay healthy this year. That's the biggest question because the past, we'll call it three years. We'll exclude the COVID year, but the past three years, 19, 2020, and 2022, he played 90 games, 109 games, and 36. Yeah. So he missed over a third of the year in 2021, was still an all-star. Um, 2022, he missed, he played, he missed what was that? Six. He missed. A hundred and thirty-six games. Yeah. And in twenty nineteen, he missed a hundred and seventy-two. Yeah. So seventy-two games. Yeah. Here's my take on this. You got an elite defensive catcher. That's basically all we ever want, right? So that's like where you start. And then glass cannon. You got a dude that this team needs power. Yeah. And he's going to slide into the bottom of the lineup perfectly. Yeah, 
I mean, you got a guy who instead of who's going to strike out a metric fuck ton on a team that never strikes out. So, okay, this is the one guy that's going to right. Which, hey, if Miles, the guy that he's replacing. Yeah, but even he doesn't strike out a ton. Yeah, it's just a wet noodle. But hey, the guy he replaced Hedges struck out a ton too. But when he doesn't strike out right, it's glass cannon, holy yeah. shit, monster power. And he had a out of body experience in 2019, which the balls were juiced. Uh, or I'm sorry, excuse me, in 2021, excuse me, where he had 33 home runs. He literally slashed 216, 301 with a 559 slugging which is 134 WRC plus. So just crazy. Um, other than that, 43 WRC plus last year, 2020, 66. Last year doesn't count. He played 36 games. Yeah. But then, uh, you know, 2021, 134, 2020, 66, 2019, 46, 2018, 83. And then you go back to, I mean, literally almost six years ago now, 126 and then 117, 47, 87. Here's what I expect. I think people are higher on him than I am. Is this a good? Is this what we need? I mean, yeah. Start with the elite catching, pop time, framing, everything. I think he'll throw runners out better than Hedges did last year. That was like his only flaw as a catcher. I think he'll do better than that. Who has the potential? Like Hedges, no offense, I love him. Had no potential yeah. to. There is, there's, it's not in there. There is no like even 2% chance that this would ever happen. There's like a 15% chance that Zanino could pop off for 20 home runs. So we're already doing way better. Do I think that he's going to put up even, I look at this, I'm a, I'm an averages guy. I, I look at it and I just get a little more pessimistic. I would not be shocked if we get 65 WRC plus Mike Zanino, which is still atrocious. I'm not going to lie. Now, but there is still that, I'd say even 25% chance that maybe he puts up 80. And that's almost double what Hedges did last year. It's still unacceptable, I'm not going to lie. But he's never going to get hits. But when he does, he's going to maybe hit 20 home runs. And that's what this team needs. So is he going to serve the purpose? Yes. Do I... I'm lower on it than most, even though I don't think anybody's like, oh my God, who needs Sean Murphy when you can have Mike Zanino? But, um, But yeah, so... Welcome to Cleveland. Uh, everybody around the league also said, I think Mariners fans were in the mentions, and uh, he used to catch for the Rays. And fans were in the mentions saying, like, they love him. Yeah. Like, he is like a fan favorite. And so there's a reason that he's respected, obviously. He'll, he'll fit just so right. I, I think it's going to be interesting. But, again, my, my one worry is just stay healthy. Yeah. That's what it's going to I think he's trying to prove to. that. Hey, I mean, he got his physical at the Cleveland Clinic, so yeah. I'm not even trying to be funny. And on his non-throwing arm, which is huge. Which so it's hopefully, but still, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter what surgery you have; you have to come back and perform after it. He's still 31 years old, yeah. too. You know, as a catcher, taking a lot of beating. So I wish him the best. I hope he hits 18, 15, 18, 20. I mean, that would be a win for us. And with elite defense, it's still going to be a step up. Um. Kind of wrapping up here on the December 20th, uh, just to kind of recap all the coaching changes, Zach Meisel tweeted out, bullpen is going to be Rigo Beltron, who spent the last four years as our AAA pitching coach, which that boy, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go, Rigo. Let- <laughs> yep. Uh, that replaces Brian Sweeney, who we said, obviously, uh, KC pitching coach now. Run production coordinator. And he put, sounds fancy, <laughs> and it does, is going to be Jason Esposito, who spent the last two years as AAA hitting coach, which we always talk about. The pitchers in AAA and the hitting in AAA is nuts. Yeah. So 
okay, Jason, I see you. And that replaces Justin Toole, who's now the C- uh, Seattle director of uh, PD, which was player, player development. development, I'm assuming. Yeah. So. Uh, and then also, sorry, real fast, I forgot. After that happened, shortly after, Guardians Perspective said, oh, yeah, another one. Coach Kyle Hudson was hired by the Red Sox to be their new first base coach and outfield instructor. That's the third Guardians coach at the MLB level lost this offseason. Hudson joins both Justin Toole and Brian Sweeney, obviously, we just talked about. I don't know where he didn't. The guy, Guardians perspective, didn't say what type of coach Kyle Doesn't matter. He's not part of the team anymore. Yeah, true. Um, And then uh, we'll just go over some, like, big dates for 2023. Obviously, World Baseball Classics coming up in March, uh, the 8th to the 21st, uh, which is going to take up some spring training time. But we're here for the World Baseball Classic, especially right after the World Cup. Mm. I know. I The other day, I was like, God, baseball, which kid, Pat, uh, pitchers and catchers report in like 37 yeah. days. <sighs> I'm already working with – I've been grinding with my kids, Coach. I, I've been <laughs> – what ever since like i stopped coaching in the fall we've met up like every saturday at a betting cage and stuff and we've been working so actually i want to take he's not gonna listen but uh there's this guy jordan he's on the high a team for the yankees he's Mm -hmm. a pitcher and i caught him uh not last week the week or three weeks ago i caught a bullpen for him so i caught a major bullpen which was fun yeah, all the people listening, you probably haven't. So, uh, yeah, Paul knows what he's talking about. Um, so that was cool. Even though he also didn't wear gear yesterday and, and texted me saying, I don't recommend yeah, no, not I got, wearing gear I got and catching killed a in the ankle. And it's yeah. it's fine, just a, a deep, deep contusion. So, yeah. uh, no, no IL still. I told him, we need you down the, yeah. need you down the stretch. Uh, so, World Baseball Classic, March, opening day, March 30th. Jack Robinson Day, April 15th, same time every every year. Mexico City Series, which is going to be lit the 29th through the 30th. That will be nuts. Yeah. Um, which, Mexico City, you're going to have the same effect that you get in uh, Denver and Colorado because Mexico City has a very high elevation. So you're going to get those yeah. balls flying. Um, Blue the Gale fans Day, are going to be June, tw- June 2nd. The London Series, June 25th and 20- 24th and 25th. All Star Game, July 11th. Literally classic, which is one of my favorite things. August twentieth, Roberto Clemente Day, September fifteenth, and then the series or the season, the series, the season ends October first, and October first is when you're going to hear the Cleveland Guardians are the twenty twenty three World Series champions. Yeah, well, not October first. Oh no, 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 that's in October. Yeah, the reg- whenever the regular know, season whatever- ends. Whatever the schedule is for Game Four of the World yeah. Series, because we're sweeping you, motherfuckers. Let's go. Uh, and then they had the odds to win the uh, World Baseball Classic. Uh, the U.S. are the favorites at plus two sixty. The DR is not far behind, plus two seventy five. Japan's uh, four fifty. Puerto Rico, which um, my boy Yadi is uh, coaching for Puerto Rico. Uh, they're at plus eight hundred. Venezuela's plus fifteen. Cuba's plus fifteen, and Korea's plus fifteen hundred. Yeah, um, United States is a stacked team, so it's pretty much them and the DR. 
But you never Japan's know. Gonna, Japan's going to have dogs. Them. Japan just won the gold medal in the Olympics not too long ago. But like we know, the Olympics, we don't have they our didn't best face players. Mookie fucking yeah. bets, baby. Um, the only weakness we have is we got a bunch of like bunch of like fourths, fourth fourth uh, starters. Yeah. Uh, as you know, because none of the big boys are going to like go and yeah. warm up their arms. But we have all the other players besides pitchers that like you gonna fuck around and find out. Um, and then uh, the the four. Uh, stadiums. The host sites are Phoenix, so the Diamondbacks Stadium, Miami, where the Marlins play, in the Tokyo Dome, which is uh, where there's that famous video of Shohei hitting a ball through the roof. That was at the Tokyo Dome. And Taishung, which is the Intercontinental Baseball Stadium, which is a lot of... Whenever you watch like Japanese baseball, see clips, it's either at the Tokyo Dome or the Intercontinental Baseball Stadium. They're both mm-hmm. seem like very. The Tokyo Dome's old. It seems. It almost feels like the Rogers Center. And the, inter, not, the yeah. Intercontinental Baseball Stadium just seems cool. Yeah, I, I Phoenix. I mean, it's cool that the Diamondbacks, you know, stadiums Chase Field and then Miami. That's going to be lit. You knew it was, was not... going to be in warm weather states, Arizona and Florida. That makes sense. Yeah, but didn't the last World Baseball Classic? I might be. Didn't the Dodger Stadium get used? Maybe I, I don't, don't know. It's not important, but. Yeah, World Baseball Classic, man. I I totally forgot about this until. About like two weeks ago, I randomly remembered, and I was like, "Oh yeah, baby, let's go!" Oh no, I've been we'll I've been to... pumped about it for a while ever since the World Cup, which the World Cup has gotten me into soccer now, and mm. uh, I'm all about soccer. Love soccer now. Well, I've I've always enjoyed watching soccer, but now I'm like into it, into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the World Cup just made me that much more excited to, for the World Baseball Classic. What you said, yeah. I was just going to add that. Uh... Sorry, I was typing something into Fangraphs so I, we could talk about it. But um, yeah, you, you were into it before that. But yeah, soccer's go Arsenal, my brother's club. So I just inherently yeah. follow them. I'm a don't say Man City. No, no, I don't. I'm not a real big uh, Champions League guy or Premier League. Champions League, I'm into my team. I, so I never really had a European team. I kind of rooted for Leeds because I went and saw a Leeds game, but and mm-hmm. I'm I've I've just been watching a lot of PSG games, which it makes me feel like a front runner. But mm-hmm. Kylian Mbappe, Neymar, and Lionel Messi all on one team. Yeah, give me that. Check that right in my fucking uh, veins. Uh, 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 uh. Plus Kylian Mbappe's him. He's him. Call him yeah. Himothy. He wakes up every morning and puts okay. on his Himberlands. <laughs> I haven't heard the Himberlands before. That's funny. <laughs> um, one thing. Uh, so that's all we had as far as getting caught up on news and stuff. I'm sure there were things we might have missed, but hopefully you guys enjoyed one just hearing us and kind of getting back to this. And it, it is. It's like uh, it's like riding a bike. Just get back into it. But also, it kind of serves as a reminder. I mean, if I told like if I reminded you, like, remember when Tito won his third manager of the year? Like, the offseason is so yeah. long. You're kind of like, oh, shit. Yeah, so it's kind of, like, fun to go back through and be like, our team is full of dogs. Yeah. <laughs> We're, um, 2023 is, I, I think next episode we'll do, like, a 2023 expectations. And, like, yeah, 
I think that'll be our next thing, and we'll, we'll talk about what we expect, what we're excited for, stuff like that. But 2023 is going to be a good year. Oh, yeah. I They know what they can do now. Some guys will regress. Some guys will take steps forward. It's always going to be like that. But, I mean, think about no more Logan Allen, no more uh, Bradley Shaw, Shaw, no more Bobby Bradley, Brian Shaw, Oscar Mercado, God Owen Oscar Miller, Miller Ernie, like Owen Miller, Ernie Clement, like just – the people and you got to work through everything, but just like we pushed it all away, and now it's like the prospects are here and just dudes are here. Yeah. Like our team is pretty set, and oh yeah, Josh Bell's here now, and like it's time to get like next step forward. When we won ninety two games uh, last um, year, and at, and anybody, hang on, real fast, anybody that calls me crazy or says bullshit, we are going to win less games next year. I will put money on yeah. it. We will even if it's ninety one. Don't expect us to win 92, 93 next year. You're going to play all of MLB. We had everything break right. It, it, I expect us to do very well, but I don't expect us to win 92 games. I, expect I uh, us probably 90. You have Josh Naylor, who doesn't have to play first base as often. He can DH more, yeah. which is going to be nuts. Or they'll just platoon him and Josh Bell and and uh, have them hit against righties and lefties respectfully, which, which with what they're better at. Um, which never let Josh Naylor bat against lefties. I know, ever again. and but last year was a figure it out year, and not only did we figure it out, we excelled, and that's what yeah. makes us exciting. Game five of the ALD. I know. Went, but we'll save all went, this for it, next week. Let's save all of it for next week. Let's not let's not pop our load too early. You know what I'm saying? True. No, the one thing that we did miss, though, is that Nolan Jones got traded to Colorado for infielder Juan Brito. Yeah. And you might be saying, okay, so we got rid of an outfielder and got yet another middle infielder. Holy shit. I think we're trying to be the first team to ever have 40 middle infielders on the 40, <laughs> man. I truly believe that. Um, you know, feels weird, feels kind of light. People really like him, though. Juan Brito, people really, really, really like him in the tools and people that are much smarter than me at prospect evaluation and stuff said like, you know, give it time. Right. But this dude could be, you know, this, this is going to be good for us, especially when he makes his way through our system. Uh, So that's exciting. But, um, you know, Nolan Jones, I mean, we thought he, you know, at one point he was what the number one prospect for us. I think so. I think number one, I think he peaked at number one and then obviously got injured, but peaked at number one and made it. You can go any higher. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Made a big splash, three run home run, and what his second game, something like that, Kansas City when he got called up. I'm on record as saying that I think he's just going to stick. I said, I just see it. It's just a feeling I have. You know, egg on my face. I think egg on a lot of people's face. What this says, though, is at the end of the day, the Cleveland Guardians just like Carlos Vargas, right? And as painful as it is, they just didn't believe enough that they cut ties, right? And it sucks because you could have gotten a lot more, uh, but that's how it works sometimes. You you had to figure it out. We thought he would be part of it, and then he's going to go to the Rockies. He'll hit 30 home runs one year probably. He's going to love it there, especially, you know, the dude's a guy, I mean, but I just think. I think he is, but also that organization's complete dog shit. Yeah, so, true. Well, they're just a joke. Like, but So same thing, but. Well, they, but with Coors Air, yeah. he'll get regular playing time. He'll continue to develop. He's got a lot of power. He's got to get the walks, you know, in order. He's kind of a three true outcomes guy, and that just doesn't fit this club. 
The only thing that worked, and yeah, but think about it, everybody, Nolan Jones, Nolan Jones, Nolan Jones. We thought he was like stuck in the lineup, you know, after he came up, you know, when he made a big impact. We're like, okay, now we got to make room for Nolan Jones, right? And then he struggled, 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 went down. And now he's just gone. Like, yeah. he used to be top th- top three prospect. I think he peaked at one. I'm almost positive. And then like the injury. But here's where I just real quick, I want to add something is this is my fear. With and we'll, it's another point I want to make, so I'll tie it together. We missed out on Sean Murphy. Sucks. I'm tired of missing out on the things. I'm tired of us getting the next best or something that'll pass but, it. Sometimes you just want yes, you but want you don't want to give up. Literally, they were the A's were trying to fleece us. They were, and then they took dog shit, which is so yeah, which weird. Is, it was, was pisses me off. That pissed me off because you can't make somebody. You can't control somebody else, and that's why it's frustrating is I think we were going to play ball, and so they took this dog shit deal that everybody's like, what? Yeah. Like, you don't value our players the same way, which every organization is going to be different, but like a lot of the guys that we would give up are in the top 100 yeah. you know, prospects of all of baseball, and you took like a bag of chips and a fucking Diet Coke from Sean Murphy. Not even a Diet Coke, we, a, a caffeine-free Diet Coke. The one with no, the not shitty that. white brown lettering. <laughs> no, not even that. They went to like like Dollar Tree and got their brand of cola. Not even RC just, Cola. Just below diet, just RC the one cola. that says diet, diet Cola. Diet Cola. Yeah, they got a Diet Cola in like an open bag of chips. Yeah. Like uh, you know, like a like a half eaten bag of chips too, and not even like Flay's yeah. original. Like it's called like Flay's original. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just it makes no sense at all. So they wouldn't play ball. So it's not our fault. It's just frustrating because you want the real thing. And and then, of course, the eight, the he goes to the Braves. And, of course, the Braves do their thing where they sign guys to the cheapest deals ever. And nobody understands how they get these guys to sign their extensions. I think they, like, hold a gun to their, like, family's yeah. heads and say, you got to sign these. So they get Sean Murphy for, like, six years at $12 million a pop, which is just cheap as shit. And even if it didn't work out, even though he's him. uh you wasted almost nothing on, you know, it's going to be a top three catcher in baseball. So I'm just tired of missing out on them. I'm so mad. That's for another day a little bit. I We have to unload these prospects at some point because I think we tried. They're prospects. We did, but I'm saying even still now, the Marlins are saying they're all four of their starting pitchers. I just read an article are for sale. Go get Pablo Lopez. Like, go get Jesus Lazardo. You don't want to get rid of him just to get rid of him. But if you can make the price yeah. make sense, you are going to hold. It's, you know, you got to know when to fold him and when to hold him, right? And I've talked about this before near the end of the season where, like, at some point, the you got to get off the ride. Like, these one out of every four might become a dude. You know, it, it's just baseball is hard. And so sell while they're high because the more time we just hold, the more time value deteriorates. I'm not mad about Nolan Jones. That's just a micro example of what can happen if we just continue to hold and continue to hold. It's six elite middle infielders. There's got to be a match somewhere to make this team better. And if it doesn't, if we're pretty much done now, I think we're truly done. I would be shocked if we did anything meaningful. But like at the deadline, trade deadline, if there is a deal to be made reasonably, like yeah, we've been saying this for almost two years now. Like you're gonna you're, you're gonna miss the window. Their value is going to start going down. It's just frustrating. <sighs> I wanted Murphy real bad. <laughs> it's not our fault. 
they they we were gonna give them like George Valera and somebody else real yeah. nice. And they took two dudes that everybody was like, what? Yeah. That's it? So, fuck them. Fuck the A's. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, I thought Sean Murphy was either going to us or St. Louis. And then when St. Louis went and got um, uh, Wilson. Yeah, Contreras. I was like, well, that's out the window. So, it's I, I think we're a lock. And uh, I did not think the A's were going to go after him. Or the Braves, Braves, yeah. yeah. They came out of nowhere, and they do that shit, where it's just like, oh, the Braves are in. When I got that tweet notification, I was like, I just kind of looked at my phone and did one of those ones where you lock it, and you just kind of like put your phone down. You put it down upside down. You're like, yeah, I'm not dealing with this. Okay, don't have time for this right now. Um, But, yeah, it was good to be back, man. Yeah, miss doing this with you. Miss all you guys out there listening um i don't know when the next one's coming it's not gonna be two and a half months um but uh, we'll probably wait for something kind of meaningful maybe in a week or two realistically yeah kind of getting the itch it's much easier now just on a personal level with everything settling down with the move and work to just paul's still going through it but just to kind of be in the headspace of baseball yeah you do live in it i just had no mental space for baseball at all like truly like for nothing else other than work and like keeping this you know helping keep the family running and my son so and wife it's just like so now i'm like enjoying life again don't want to you know take the forever long sleep. sleep ever yeah forever sleep now so uh we'll come up with some fun stuff and keep getting you guys through the off season although we really haven't until now it's like guess they keep doing it we will start to hope hopefully yeah do that. um but yeah if you like what you guys hear Make sure you subscribe to wherever you get your podcast, wherever you're listening to this. Please leave uh, a, a like and a comment and give us five stars if you uh, feel so inclined to do so. It really helps us out, help other people find the show. Make sure you follow us on, on our all our socials. Share it with your Twitter's friends, too. Yeah, just say, these guys, fuck. And then send them a text that says that. And say, you have to listen to it or we can't be yeah. friends. Uh, but it seriously does help us out. Please consider it at two one six baseball pod for Twitter, which is by far where we're most engaged. Instagram, TikTok, um, fuck around, see if we're on Facebook. We're not, but I don't know. Type I don't in think either see, of us have people. Facebooks. Uh, we don't. No, we don't. Um, and yeah, we'll be back. Bo- or two one six baseball pod dot com. Get to the Discord. Get to our merch shop. Oh yeah, all Discord. that stuff. See, I'm out of touch. I'm not reading. I'm not reading the normal um, read. I'm just off the. We still cuff have. Here. I think the Christmas stuff still up. Which if you want to buy Christmas stuff? Well, yeah, check out the merch. I'll probably, I'll um, probably throw the, a sale on the Christmas stuff, fifteen yeah, percent off or something. Get it for next Christmas. Yeah. Uh, just be festive. Yeah. Be that guy. Get it for someone you love. Um, yeah, you got buy it a size smaller than what you wear now. If you have a weight loss yeah. goal, and just be like, I'm gonna fit into yeah. that DM two one six baseball. Which that's motivation. I, I I I'm proud of the the Christmas merch. I think I snapped with it. So you did snap with it. Yeah, people people liked it. Yeah, people liked it. Um, but yeah, episode description. You'll be able to find our website, Patreon. That's up next. Uh, we're gonna be doing our annual fireside chat over there, where we just kind of tell some stories, bullshit. Can't have a drink; it's dry January. Yeah, but we're still a good time. I got water, and then again, water. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and then uh, we'll do a second one this month. So for all our patrons, keep an eye out on that. We're gonna make it up to you and uh, turn on notifications so you never miss an episode. And Guards up, baby. Guards up, this baby. is the Let year. First, Papa's love. First episode.